Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend. Let's check in with the most important man, Will Darkens. What's happening, buddy? What's up, baby? We're back! How was the rodeo? How were you last weekend? What were you doing last weekend? Uh, I went to the Benton County Fair. That's right, the Benton County Fair. Which included a rodeo that I did not attend. Oh, see, I was at the rodeo this week. Oh. Oh, yeah. What rodeo? We went to the Clark County Fair. Nice. So you went to a fair. Tuesday. Yeah, this was Tuesday. So last weekend, I was gone from a camping trip. We'll get into that. But Tuesday... My five-year-old twin daughters decided they wanted to do mutton busting. Right. You got to tell me what mutton bust is. I forget this every time, but to me, it sounds pretty sexual. And Whoa. I want to. I know. That's why I want to head it out at the pass. I don't want this to get down Easy. to non-family programming. Yeah. Well, this is this is my children we're I know. talking about. That's why I want you to explain it. Mutton busting, as explained by the rodeo announcer, is the only legal form of child abuse where you throw your small children onto the back of a sheep. And then they go running across the rodeo arena. Oh, man. Yeah. So what do you mean you throw them? Well, you hand them to an uh, old cowboy, and he sets them oh, on top okay. of a sheep, and then the sheep hauls out of the gate, out of the chute, and the kid tries to hold on as long as they can. Because the way you're describing the throwing yeah, yeah. is a little more entertaining. It's kind of funny. Yeah, well, it... If you've never seen Mutton Bustin', it is very entertaining. But uh, my my daughter, uh, Zuzu, who has told us uh, before that she wants to grow up to be a genius at dinosaurs, has switched career plans. Now she wants to be a bull rider when she grows up. Interesting. Yep, Why uh, couldn't she do both? That's what I said. Well, 
that led into a whole conversation. Of maybe I'll just bring the dinosaurs back, then I'll ride them. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how that's going to go. Wait, she thought that? Oh, yeah. No, she expressed Brilliant. that. Yeah. Yeah, out loud. So we had that. That's a whole conversation. Uh, but Zuzu did make it into the finals of the mutton busting. Hey! I think got stage fright and didn't make it out there. Wait, what? <laughs> that you got stage fright and did not actually do her second ride. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. So, yeah, one, one of my daughters. Why did she get stage fright? Did you dive into it a bit? No, well, I mean, she, she got up there and uh, she was actually, she was worried because the, the girl that went before her ran out to the middle of the arena and then the sheep just stopped. And so the girl's just holding on. The sheep's not moving. So the girl's just like holding on and then it starts moving again. And the girl falls off. Uh, and then uh, my daughter looks at me and she's like, you have to hold on so much longer in the finals and then starts crying because she doesn't uh, know if she can hold on that much. So then rodeo guy's like, bro, she's not ready. <laughs> and like, because they don't want to put a kid that's not re- like anxious or whatever to go. The so then they like, then we stood there and I'm like, all right, we need to get you psyched up. And she's like, I think I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then I go, she's ready to go. And they're like, she's not ready to go. And I'm like, whoa, easy. And so then she goes, I just want to go last. And there's like 15 uh, kids and like yeah. four other kids bowed out. And she goes up there and she, and I go, you have to tell them. I go, when I told them it didn't work. So she goes up there with all the confidence in the world. And she goes, I'm ready to go. And they go too late. And then just waterworks. She just starts uh, bawling. She wanted to do it so bad. But yeah, we, we, we ended up, she made it to the final though. She got to ride a sheep. She's, she's de- determined that she's going to do it next year and she's going to win. So we got to do that this week. Did but you have a um, passive aggressive, angry dad car conversation with her about how disappointed you were in her? Uh, but not like explicitly saying that, but saying like, you know, I saw those other kids out there and they didn't give up. No, no, because there were other kids giving up like left and right. Oh, so it was not, it's not <laughs> exclusive with that. No, actually. So what I felt bad about was, so I took them to the fair during the day. We get there, like signups are at like noon. Somebody told me I have to get there early because it'll like fill up. Oh. There's a bunch of kids lined up when we got there. So we, we stood there for an hour waiting to sign them up for Mutton Bustin. Then you have to come back like an hour and a half later to actually do the ride. So then both kids do it. And, and my other daughter got stomped like the, she fell off the sheep. By got, a sheep? Yes. It got stepped on twice. Ah. Oh yeah. She was all scraped she all right? up. No, she was not happy in the most. She's fine. But she was. How much that sheep weigh? Oh, I don't know. A uh, hundred pounds. Uh, That's a lot. Wait, yeah. Your daughter's in what? Five, six? Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. She, she was, can't weigh more than 40, 50 pounds? 42 pounds. Yeah. We had to wait a way in. You can't be more than 60 pounds to ride the sheep. The sheep's oh, bigger damn. than all the kids. Yeah. So she got stomped pretty good by the sheep. She, she was curb stomping your daughters. Curb stomper. They they tend not to go into the parking lot. Dude, one kid held on like into the the sheep ran the kid into the fence and knocked the knocked the little girl off oh, the damn. sheep on the Oh yeah, it gets rough and tumble out there. It's the rodeo. Did she wear a helmet? Yeah, they're wearing bike helmets. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, so then I have a crying daughter in the first round mm. and she goes, I'm never doing that again. And then her sister makes it to the final. Now she's more upset that she didn't make it to the final. I go, yeah. thought you didn't want to do it again. So then I, we, we have to wait for them to announce, 
you know, who wins or whatever. So it's like three o'clock. And then I call, I let the family know. Cause my mom's like, Oh, if they make it, I'll come. And my wife. And so then everybody shows up. Well, your wife said, uh, if they make it to, the, they final, make it to the final, well, they're if they don't, I won't support them. Well, she was working. Oh, there's okay. no reason to, if she doesn't make the final, there's no reason to come back. Luke, if it's important, you'll find the time. <laughs> I was there. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> Preacher of the choir here, buddy. I was there all day at the Clark County Fair. And so then uh, then everybody that showed up just to watch the final yeah. and then didn't get a show. But here's the thing that was that was cool is uh, my nephew showed up with my mom, uh, my aunt, and my wife. And they so they all showed up together. Mm. And so I'm I'm holding my crying five-year-old who didn't get her chance to 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 win the bicycle that you get if you win the mutton bust and final. And so she's balling, and my nephew had got to the fair. First thing he wanted to do, he's like, I'm going to go with a stuffed animal. And he's got this big blue monkey. And the first thing he did was go, good job. She didn't even ride. Good job. Handed her the monkey that he worked so hard to win, and she has not let it go for three days. It's adorable. So children are wonderful. That's the whole point of the story. But more importantly. You're drunk. We had the camping trip last weekend. Yes. This now that's the, yes. This is the big annual camping what trip. What happened on the camping trip? Well, what did the old man do? Oh, did your the, brothers do something to you? No, 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 no. What's the highlight of the camping trip? Who we got talk arrested? about this every year. Nobody got arrested. Is it cornhole? It's a cornhole tournament. Okay, so who won the cornhole tournament? Importantly, is who didn't win the cornhole tournament. The last three years, my brother Frank has been the champion of the cornhole tournament. That's right. That's well documented. Well documented. It's on the trophy. The mm-hmm. trophy has now grown to two and a half feet tall. Yeah. Whoever wins the trophy is required to add new gear to the trophy. The trophy is now two and a half feet tall. It it's is moderately a moderately tall trophy. It is a blind draw. Uh, the women select um, the men's names out of the hats, and you have a random partner, mm. uh, random pairing, uh, and the trophy. It's like a Sadie Hawkins. Yeah, I suppose so, except for you don't randomly select your, your dance partner out of a hat. So they did it at my school. Yeah. But uh, this was the first year ever that it was not me and my partner against Frank and his partner in the final. Yeah. He and I met in the semifinals. And I'll have you know that I crushed him. You did? I crushed him. Then I got to the final. Now, for the first time waiting in the final, it's my other brother, Paul. And I don't want to brag about how good this game was. But we are camping at a uh, lovely state park, Tuano State Park, on the south end of Hood Canal. It's beautiful oyster bed we're collecting uh butter clams we're having this this great time stand up paddle boarding we've got kayaks we've got the whole thing mm-hmm. there's plenty of things to do outside of the campground besides play cornhole the game was so riveting campers that had no association with us uh. stopped by to watch the final match everybody in our camp we had 37 people go camping with us in our group and so people lined up around Wait a minute. It. I'm sorry. You had 37 30, people camping? 37 people in our group. In a contiguous pattern of people yeah, all around eight, each eight, other? 37 eight, Anderson? Eight, uh, yeah, Anderson and friends. But yeah, eight campgrounds connected in some form or another uh, throughout the campground. Damn. But we had such a big crowd that it drew in people that were not associated with the group to stop and watch the cornhole final. The trophies are set out. The the whole uh, big board is up of, of all the results. Yeah. And here it is. And it's Paul has gotten uh, third place every single year. This is the fifth year we've done it. He's got four third place finishes. Everybody's rooting for him. 
and on his team, my 12-year-old niece, her first time in the final. Uh, Nobody wants us to win. I'm fighting against I'm fighting against the crowd. No, wait, I'm who's fighting your against partner? Paul. I'm I'm playing with uh, a friend of ours who came for the first time. His girlfriend Stephanie is on my team, so okay. it's me and Stephanie, first timer uh, to the camp. Now against, that's a story. Against my niece, who again, 12 has t- taken out everybody. Their only loss. She she's been going to the camp every year though, right? She's oh, yeah. been going camp. Yeah. See, that's the other story. I, I can't tell which story I like better. The storylines and storylines are epic. At one point, the game was 15 to 3. We're down. We're down big. Damn. We claw our way all the way back. Yeah. It's 18, 19, something like that. And I need, I need every point. Yeah. I put one in the hole, and there's no way front Paul can get any points on me. And I look over at him, I, I give him a big F you, like real loud. Like, yeah, I just made that shot. And when it's, it's super contentious, <laughs> this is the best thing. He throws the bag. It goes in the hole. My sister-in-law is so excited, she falls out of her chair. She literally tips her camp chair over <laughs> backwards. Oh! <laughs> I swear. <laughs> like, we had to stop. We had to pause the game. She fell out of her chair. Did you guys have music going during this? Oh, yeah, we have music going. That's it's good. a whole thing. Yeah, so we've got because we've got one of the RVs parked right there. It's blasting music. Mm. We've got the whole thing going. We're right kind of in the middle of the whole campground. Oh, yeah. And we ended up uh, taking home the victory. 21-19. We won in the final. The trophy's back where it belongs at my house. There you go. It's an epic, it was an epic weekend. Well, congratulations, Thank man. You. Thank you. It's big. I didn't realize. It's a hell of a win. I know. That is really. It's especially like see, I, I almost want to root for Paul and the niece because sure. I like the story that she had grown up with it, and now she has the responsibility on her back. It's like she had been watching for so many years dudes throwing the whatever. The corn bags. The corn bags. They're they're literally bags of corn. And it's almost like in her head she might have been thinking, like, I'm going to show those MFers one day what's up. And then she got there. and But, you know, it's – your first shot well here's a conversation she's that, gonna have plenty of years that's so that was exactly this is yeah. a conversation that i had well first of all frank was had been the champion he'd been at the top, top of the mountain i won the first year he won the last three years so i needed to i needed to beat him but beating him in the semifinals then not taking home the championship doesn't have what a sour would have would have soured mm-hmm. but once we made the final i looked at stephanie who's close to my age and 50. Close to. So, but I looked at her and I go, listen, we're playing against a 12 year old girl. If she wins, I go, this might be it for our generation. <laughs> I go, if she starts winning, we may never relinquish. Oh, man. You know, we ne- may never get back to the mountaintop. I go, we have to fight for everybody yeah. in our age bracket. And then I, my dad's sitting there and he goes, and he was uh, fifth place. We do the round robin, we have 11 teams, everybody plays everybody. And he was fifth place, so he didn't quite make it into the, the four-team final. Mm. And he goes, yeah, if she wins, I'd probably just have to retire. And I'm like, yeah, so we can't let her win. So I was I was going, uh, you know, against the uh, future of the sport. It was, it was, I was fighting father time out there for all the old guys. Yeah. And, and we did it. You know, you can only do that for so long, my oh, friend. Oh, I know. Oh, dude, and I'll- your, your fall will be greater than, than this win. Well, there's, if they- you, if you are thinking that. I know you like to fashion yourself the Tom Brady of yep. Anderson Cornhole Camping League. Yeah. But I got to tell you, that Mahomes, your niece, yep. is coming for you. Well, and here's the thing. Right behind her, 
floodgates are opening. I mean, there's two nephews. There's mm-hmm. another niece. There's Herbert, my own Lamar children. Jackson, yeah, there's oh, Trey yeah. Trey Lance. Yeah. Well, and, and listen, my kids are conditioning themselves on the mutton busting field. Like they're they're going full toughness. I don't think mutton busting transfers to the cornhole. Really? No. Really? You, you, yes. I'm, you, I'm actually 100. percent You scared of throwing this corn bag uh-huh. into that hole on the board across the field? I am not. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> guess what? You're afraid of jumping on a sheep and riding through at five years old. They're 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 building grit. Yeah. They're building toughness. You know what? When 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 random campers show up and sit right behind them and go, "Hey, little girl, throw that bag in there." They're not gonna be afraid. You know why? Their their steel was tempered in the forge that was the mutton busting arena. Oh. Yeah. Hey, listen. The, you're an accumulation of all your experiences, and you get up in front of that crowd of, I don't know, two thousand rabid rodeo fans, and mm. yeah, maybe the first year you get a little stage fright. But you know what she said right after? She said, I'm coming back next year. I'm winning that bike. She's coming for that trophy, too. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time, but for one more year, old people on top. I will say this. I don't think at five I would have done that. I didn't. I was a a pretty big puss when I was five. I remember being that. And here's the thing. Yeah. Is this wasn't my idea. She told me she wanted to be a bull rider. And I go, well, if you want to be a bull rider. I introduced her to the idea of it. And she watched these kids get ripped up on YouTube on, on sheep. And um, I go, you sure you want to do that? She goes, yes, yeah. 100%. Then she talked her sister into it who really didn't want to do it. Then her sister was one that got stepped on. So, so yeah. is that usually the dynamic is Zuzu talking Andy into things? Uh, it goes both ways. It, yeah. Okay. It goes both ways. Yeah. Depends on what it is. Like, uh, you know, they, they usually meet in the middle, but you, you get around other kids mm-hmm. and you'll see this with Finn at some point where it's like, I don't want to do that. And then all the other kids are doing it. We get that on a daily basis between just the two of them. Mm. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, your sister's doing it. Okay, now I do. So, yeah, happens all the time. Anyways, we've got football. We've got football being played. Did you know that? No, actually. Yeah. I legitimately didn't even know the NFL preseason. And then I watched five minutes of it, and I go, oh, that's why I didn't know. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, it is the NFL preseason. Did you love the action? I'll tell you, I I watched one drive. I rewatched it this morning because I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Well, no, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, is I was like, is this guy good? I'm not sure. I'm still not sure. But Jalen Hurts went six for six on his only drive. Oh, my gosh. And a touchdown. Six for six? And I'm like, eh. I have Duh. a really good case watch- study in quarterbacks in preseason that we can get to. Let's do it first. Let's do that. Let's let's do it because there's a couple quarterbacks that did not miss in the preseason, good or bad. We'll find out from Will's insightful study on preseason quarterbacks. Next, Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So uh, an opportunity to, to be out there and see the best women golfers uh, in the world competing back here in Portland. So. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. I'm trying to get the line. You can do it. I believe it. I know. It's, they have a new system here that is, it's confusing and frightening me. Ah, well, you're not a bright guy. So. I'll get it in the next break. All right. That'll, that will foreshadow oh, what you'll hear. Little foreshadowing for y'all. And folks. it's great. It's just as good as when you told me to mark it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard it and I was like, Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. There's context that needs to go with it. <laughs> yeah. I think that is required. Yeah. All right. Hey, welcome back in, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that the NFL preseason has begun? And did you know Still doesn't really matter. Uh, the only thing that really does matter in the NFL preseason is whether or not your guy gets hurt or not, uh, I suppose. And Zach Wilson, if you're banking on him being that dog, have a little dog in him, being your quarterback for the New York Jets, uh, he's hurt. Sounds like, uh, according to uh, Mr. Adam Schefter, though, it's going to be two to four weeks. He's going to get some arthroscopic surgery. Sounds like a meniscus tear and a bone bruise the scary thing is always when it's the non-contact variety but uh but right, yeah, and that's, i believe that's in his update. tweet had also said that it could be longer depending on how the arthros- arthroscopic surgery plays out that they might it sure. might tack on yep. after they get in there and see what's up yeah right from the mri they're thinking two to four weeks mm-hmm. the arthroscopic surgery is a uh exploratory surgery they go in and they root around they go Anything else in here that uh, we need to know about? Uh, oh, I'm going to cut this and this. <laughs> My dad, our entire childhood, we'd get hurt. He's like, what do you need, arthroscopic surgery? <laughs> so then when I when I messed up my shoulder and they're like, well, the two options are you can let it heal or get arthroscopic surgery. I call my dad. I'm like, God, they think I need to get arthroscopic surgery. I told you. Told you. That was like the form of, uh, like, if you were going to hurt one of your friends. Like, this was in, like, one of our, um, in our friend group. It was like, if you're going to hurt somebody somehow, it's like you had a bat or something. You were like, ah, 
Hey, you know, he threatened him, play threatened him. Like the the line was like, "You're gonna pay the hospital bill." <laughs> That's pretty which, good. But you weren't. Oh sure, because yeah. insurance. But yeah, <laughs> well, it is the U.S. Somebody has to pay it. I guess you could sue him. Yeah, there you. I told you. I told you I see you. Uh, yeah. So okay. Um, so anyway, is that, that's is that bad? Is that bad for the Jets? I don't know. No, because I mean, he sucks. Well, does he? Yeah, he does. No, no remember how he yeah. was uh, uh, cheating on his girlfriend, and so now everybody likes him. No, I know. Because I, it was with one of his mom's friends. I know. So now we like him. Remember that I makes know. him we a had better a whole quarterback. Segment about this. I'm well aware of it, but it makes him a better quarterback. No, it doesn't. He's no. a cooler dude. On the football field, though, yeah. he straight up sucks. And I will hold to this just as I did after the first season of Sam Darnold, where I go, that guy sucks. And everybody goes, how could he say sucks after one season? It's one season. I go, that guy sucks. Yeah. I can read it. I know it. I don't care that Adam Gase is his coach. That guy sucks. I'm calling that with this guy. Because right. now he's out for two to four weeks, possibly could be more. And he's going to come back when, by the way, the Jets will suck. And he will suck even harder. Okay. And it will start this nice rolling suck that will just continue as he gets traded to probably the Bears. Because Justin Fields will get hurt. And then they'll be like, oh, I heard he was good. Throw him in and he'll suck. And then the Cardinals will take him because the Cardinals will be like, well, uh, our quarterback's hurt now. I guess we'll throw Zach Wilson in. Then he'll suck again. Ooh. So <sighs> better or worse than Josh Rosen? Ooh. Is that the barometer for being terrible? I think he might be the new yeah. because he was drafted so high, given up on so quick and still playing still yeah. in the league. And I think that's the specification. It, it's a, it, the, the Rosen suck is like a certain kind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like a Nathan Peterman suck where it's yeah, just where like, it's like, what's that, going on? That here? guy wasn't no. supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's oh. like that, that wide receiver from wake forest that played quarterback in high school that the Broncos had to throw that's in in right. the COVID year. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't good. Yeah. But we kind of knew that. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a lot expected, but I, I mean, look, these kind of injuries have obviously, you know, this is going to be like, you know, uh, sports radio stock footage, but like, these are the kind of injuries you want to avoid in preseason, but well, like, sure. it's also not something that if you're the jets that you honestly should be too concerned about because the guy behind him, right? Mike white, is that right? Yeah. That Didn't right. he play pretty well in two games during the season anyway. And by the way, don't, don't you already kind of, as I've reiterated in the first five minutes of my rant, like, don't you already kind of suck? And this is just like a rebuilding phase of four years where you're yeah. just trying to get your footing and trying to figure out how you can actually like fit in, in the AFC East now that Bill Belichick seems like completely disarmed. Yeah. But you, you don't want, you don't want it to be a catastrophic injury. I mean, th th this no. is good. This is good news. That it's not a major injury. Well, of course. So that's, that's what you're looking for in this scenario. The reason that I watched Jalen hurts play football this morning mm -hmm. was I saw the hit that he took. Uh, so playing against the Jets yesterday, Jalen Hurts running out of bounds, uh, gets drilled by a Jets linebacker. Uh, I'm starting to like Nick Sirianni because he was yelling at everybody, including the opposing sideline, Robert Sala, who he's like, ah, I probably got a little out of control because I was yelling at the coaches on the other sideline. It's not really their fault, but he was yelling at everybody. But the the Eagles at the end of last year, had the number one run game in the second half of the season, had the number one run game and found their way into the playoffs. And in the first drive for Jalen Hurts, he goes out and he throws six for six and gets a touchdown in the first drive. So I watched the drive 
and he doesn't look like he's any good. Does is he good at quarterback? Is Jalen Hurts good at quarterback? That's a very interesting question, and it's not specific to Jalen Hurts, but I do love the whole, like, is he good at quarterback question because I think it should be asked for certain guys. Now, yeah. obviously, there's other guys where it's like, you can ask it, but we know the answer. Tom yeah. Brady is good at quarterback. Well, no, Patrick Tom, Mahomes Tom is, Brady's elite. Yeah. He's great. He good is whatever you want to say. Good but, at quarterback. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, though he seems to choke on a ham sandwich in home playoff games, is still very good at quarterback. Oh, he's very good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. And there's, there's guys that we know are not good at quarterback. But Sam this Darnold. is when it starts getting kind of like yeah. hazy, especially with dudes like Jalen Hurts and especially who I'm kind of trying to draw a comparison here because they seem to have similar playing styles as him and Lamar Jackson. Okay. Is Lamar Jackson good at quarterback? Not really. Is he a really good playmaker? Well, yeah. yeah. Is he good at football? Yes. He's incredibly good at football. Yeah, now, both guys does good the at good at football part overshadow the idea that like, hey, you actually need to sit in the pocket and throw accurately. I know you can throw when like it's play action and you got some time on your hands, but like I, that's what will be the most interesting about the Eagles. Obviously they're, they're one of the more intriguing teams heading into the season, especially because yeah. of the fact that Jalen hurts seemed to kind of wing it last season. Yep. And now you get more of kind of a, 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 an idea of who he is as a passer. Cause that's how Lamar Jackson started. Really when his first season started in the NFL, I mean, it was just straight up like, dude, you, we know you can't throw in this league yet. It's yeah. all running plays. And yeah. if it is a throw, it's a flat. His MVP season, it was a little bit mix of both. And that's kind of what yeah. you hope to see with Jalen Hurts this year. Yeah, well, in the first drive, it's he just has that big loopy delivery where it just it scares me in the big moments where you need to make a big throw, yeah. but he can, he can move well enough to get outside of the pocket. He was, he was hitting all of his check downs and yeah, finding yeah. guys when they're open and that's what you need to do. So I'm rooting for the guy, I've always liked him. Yeah. All right. I, I had no problem with that. In fact, I loved it that he transferred to Oklahoma. Yeah. That was great. It's like, yeah, dude. Hey, you don't want to play me. I already know I'm really good. I'm just going to go here. Who has a better year this year? Jalen hurts or Tua? tongue of Aloha. Jalen hurts. Probably. Yeah. Better team. Uh, or are you asking me? That's yeah. the reason why? Yeah. Yeah. Is oh, it? No, I, I just think he's a better pro quarterback than Tua tongue of Oh, there you go. Tua, did you see the footage? <laughs> Which footage is that? Uh, I must not. Have. There is another duck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He threw another one that, like, it, it was funny because when they show footage, you know how they uh, show camp footage of quarterbacks when they throw that, like, if they're throwing like a fade or something, like you see the scene of them throwing it. And then the camera just darts up into the air, and there's the ball. And then yeah, you know, a half second later, it drops, and there's the receiver. Like you see Tua throw it, and it's like, oh damn, that thing's going like 15 fade. Here we go. And then, like, you see it, it like, went 10 yards and fell. <laughs> You're like, what? How, what? Uh, what's going on here? How can someone suck so bad but in college look so good? I'm not talking, like, like um, Jason White, Oklahoma thing, where it's like yeah. you can tell they're good in college, but there's a capacity to it. I'm talking, like, Tua Tagovailoa was frigging amazing in college. Yeah, dude, but he got beat to hell. Coming out, dude, that that's still one of the most brutal tackles. Like where oh, the A and M went, yeah. Oh, that thing was. Oh, I did not watch replays. No, I, I was I, I, like, I'm running it in my end. I'm kind of like, is it as bad as I think it was? I'm thinking about pulling it up. I really don't want to, man. He got messed up. So I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens with the Eagles. I think for sure. Did you 
did that allow you to get to your quarterback rant that you needed to, or do we need to? Oh, uh, I was going to just real quick. No. Uh, okay. Because this is easy. So the whole pregame yep. or I'm sorry, pregame, preseason. preseason. Yeah. Hey, he could be pretty good. Did you see the preseason game? Colt Brennan, rest in peace. Um, first preseason game, nine for 10, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Sure. 157 and a half quarterback rating. Yep. That that's just your whole comparison is Colt Brennan, but there's plenty He's of good case study. It, that's a near perfect quarterback rating. Yeah, and also he had a game winning drive. Yeah, it's just just saying it's there's not a lot to take from preseason football. Th- but even even moments in football, uh, I'll, I'll I'll double check the stat. Well, we kn- we know that at the time Matt Flynn held all of the single game passing records for the Packers <laughs> in right. a final week game against the lions where he just lit them up and the Packers. I don't know if you, if you follow them very closely, they've had some really good quarterbacks, but Matt Flynn got paid $17 million a year based on that and never started for the Seahawks. Awesome. I'm so envious e- of not Matt even just preseason, but you can go out and a lot of guys can look good for a moment when you're not prepared for a guy to come out all these guys have talent. Like the idea of saying Zach Wilson sucks at quarterback. He does in the NFL, but he was good in college. He's probably great in high school. And if he went and played like in our flag football league, a beer league, he'd probably be the best quarterback uh, that anybody's ever seen. Embarrass you. Of course he would. But for the NFL, it's safe to say, well, I won't go as far as you have. I, I want it to be your mountain. Uh, but I don't know that he's as bad as Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold's pretty awful. And he also got beat out by Baker Mayfield already. Yeah. Kind of saw that. You kind of stole my news update. Oh, well, let's let's do it again anyways. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more football or maybe basketball, maybe baseball after this sports and update. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. opportunity to to be out there and see the best women golfers uh, in the world competing back here in portland so uh, you can go to portlandclassic.com slash tickets uh, get yourself tickets out there uh, whether you come one day whether you come all week and uh, should be a lot of fun we're looking forward to that the sinner and the saint tailgate with luke anderson and will darkens on 1080 the fan you're so immature so, I can tell you I'll be coming to that thing all weekend. Yeah, you will. Gross. Um, Deshaun Watson apologized. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then played terrible. You want to hear it? Oh, do you have it? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Very terrible apology. It's part of it. All right. Look, I want to say that I'm truly sorry to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. Um, my des decisions that I made in my life that put me in this position, um, you know, I, w I would definitely like to have back. But I want to continue to move forward and grow and learn and, and show that, you know, I am a, a true person of, of character and I want to keep pushing forward. Yeah. Right. I don't, that was very odd, I thought. I, so did I. Is it an admitting guilt? Thing? <laughs> that's, what I, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, is that an apology or an admission? Like, well, it's I, not double jeopardy yet, is it? I don't I don't know what the NFL is going to suspend him for the year. I just think that Roger Goodell wants to look tough again. They have the power to do it. The 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 thing that gets me is how much is a player so players association going to fight this? That's the part cuz they've been they've been their job is to have his back. I realize that, but they've been fighting for him and a and a reduced suspension, but yeah, that's where that's where it always gets tricky because we always talk about how the NFL, you know, doesn't care about, you know, domestic violence and doesn't care about this and doesn't care about that, whatever. But the Players Association, there is somebody fighting on both sides. There is somebody fighting behalf on behalf of these players in this case who have been accused of 24 sexual misconducts or assaults uh, mm -hmm. in some variation. So there is a collective body fighting for Deshaun Watson in this whole thing. So. I just think the NFL is going to come back, suspend him for the year. They they already look bad because even with the, the year-long suspension, the Cleveland Browns have made a mockery of the way they set up his contract where he's only going to lose like a million dollars. So I, I think they come back, put some sort of fine on it, get him suspended for the year. and I don't, then, I don't know why. And, I, and I'm saying this in the most objective way. But I don't really know why you need to, quite honestly. Suspend him? Yeah. Oh. I, I mean... I mean, you're not a moral arm, yeah. NFL. You're not. Come on, you're entertainment. Like, quit True. trying to play cop. Who cares? You know, you don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, in a humanity sense, like it's awful what he did. Yep. But let's all be honest with ourselves. We we continue to watch these guys week in and week out. And if you say you're not going to watch any more NFL football with Deshaun Watson in it, I. I got a great deal on the Brooklyn bridge for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause quite honestly, th this is what the NFL is. The only thing that ever made their ratings stoop just slightly. And it, it well, wasn't even that much. Kneeling. Yeah. It was the kneeling. Crazy. I know people and that that's still, not even that bad. I've talked to people that still refuse to watch the NFL because of that. Are you serious? Yes. yes. Are they more productive people? What's that? Are they more productive people? I don't know, probably. But that was the thing that got them uh, away from the NFL was the kneeling. And they, they said, that's what that's when I called it quits with the NFL and sports. I don't watch the NBA anymore because they had their show. Wait, really? They don't watch the NBA anymore? Yes. Like, why would you tell? See, and that's the other thing, too. I, like, I think that there's this, you know, in culture today, and it's obviously in sports and a lot of it's in politics, too, but like. People take these kind of like moral blanket beliefs and they say, if one thing about something is awful, then I must apply it to that thing as a whole. Yep. And, you know, we sit here and we gripe a lot about people like Deshaun Watson because understandably so he, 
he more than likely assaulted these women. Sure. But that doesn't mean that every single player in the NFL is inherently bad. True. And I think that if you say you're going to quit watching the NFL because of a handful of guys, I think that is also problematic. I think you just need to start coming to a reality sports fan. If you have that opinion that the NFL is not an arm of morality. It does not play judge jury and executioner. Quite honestly, it is a business that exists to make money. And if Deshaun Watson gets ratings and people in Cleveland love to go to games to watch him so that they can win, that's money. And it, it, it doesn't need to concern itself with anything else. Once you can come to that reality and accept it, it's much easier to watch the NFL. Yeah. Well, and it's it's one of those things where whatever the penalty is, as soon as he's available, somebody's going to want to have him well, play quarterback. There are very few people that have his skill set in yeah. the world. And it, it, it's it's yeah. it's valuable because it's rare. Yeah. And and no matter how terrible his his acts have been, Michael Vick went to prison, came back and played football again. He did. And but the difference between that is that Vick fully admitted everything. Sure. And and he he served his time. Yep. And I think that that's kind of where the sticking point is with Deshaun Watson is that he seems completely resolute that this is a complete misunderstanding with 24 women in separate states. Yeah. And I think that's why people are putting the flag up now saying like, come on, dude. But there, but there has been there. I mean, there, there's more, there's more accusations, accusations in this instance than I think we've seen, but it's not unprecedented that somebody got caught in a, Oh yeah, I definitely didn't do that thing that would completely ruin my career. And you know, that, that list goes on and on. I mean, we have, we have footage of people, you know, punching women in, Greenmont, you know, well, Hotel. and yeah. and Ray Rice, and, Ray Rice and, 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 uh, yeah. well, no, but I mean, but multiple yeah. and, and Ray Rice at the end of his career where they're going, well, we're not going to get that much more out of him. And Kareem Hunt is a perfect example of a guy. There's a lot more Joe Mixon. He was, wasn't even playing in the NFL yet, but God, I forgot about that. The talent is yeah. undeniable. And so you have guys that are playing and we move past it and go, well, you know, yeah, he's got a job, but he, the, the, the if you leave it to the courts, you know, these guys get their penalties, they serve them and they, you know, and they move on with their lives. So why, why should it be terribly different uh, in the NFL? Because it's a public arena and the NFL has to then figure out where the line is. There's, there's, there's yeah. always going to be gray area. So oh, yeah. I, and I, I think, think you're right. And I, and too, you know, I, I think the NFL has taken over as America's sport. You know, oh, it, it has been for yeah. two and decades. I think Americans, they, you know, we, we value sports as an integral part of defining what culture is and defining how we, you know, go about our lives quite honestly, because sure. during the fall and winter, what are you doing on Sunday and Saturday? What well, are you doing Monday night? And how often do you turn into root against yeah. a player? So, I'm never going to root for Deshaun Watson. I didn't root for him before, but I, I will, I, I will either. never. And you know, they're the Browns, but even if I he, rarely watch Texan games during the season. <laughs> well, but, but where it gets, where it gets tricky is, is what, what happens if he ends up on your team? That's, that's always yeah. one of those things that we look at. Right. And you go, oh yeah, I never liked this guy. How, how you many answer that with the Hawks? Well, but look how many Seahawks fans right now are like, oh yeah, Russell Wilson was corny and I never really liked him. I said three years ago, they should have traded him. It's a pretty common narrative right now, yeah. but you to tune in when he's on your team and you sure do like his potential to go out and win your football game. Now, 
obviously this is not a fair comparison comparing to Sean Watson to Russell Wilson being corny. But if, if you know, that, that guy that you can't stand ends up on your team and gives you a better chance to win. Now you've got this little moral uh, rodeo in your head that you got to play and, and see how it turns out. What is it? Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. Let's ride. He showed up in his own Jersey. What a dork. <laughs> I that Tough guy truck. it was the truck yeah the truck was the jersey I was like oh come on but then I looked at the truck I was like dude you don't need to be driving that no come on just. we know what you're we know what your life's about you don't need to be yeah. driving that kind of truck there the yeah. insecurity is just 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 exuding etc but he's, but he's really good he's good <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't win I like Really? Yeah, I have no desire to see that guy. Jeez, dude, he's he in a whole other forever. He's terrible on third down. He's, he's in a whole other conference. Who cares? I, I this guy. Cares. All right, this guy. There, cares. I get it. All right, uh, hey, it's time for good versus evil. We do that next. It is the Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the? What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Brittany's decision on whether she wants to appeal or not, she may stay in Moscow at the detention facility that she's already at until her appeals are completed, or if she chooses not to go to appeals, they may transfer her to a uh, forced labor camp. That's a former prisoner of Russia, Trevor Reed. A Russian judge sentenced WNBA star Brittany Griner to nine years in prison for bringing cannabis into the country last week. Experts say the actual length of her detention will be determined by how long it takes for Russia and the United States to strike a potential deal. These, these same experts believe the end of this trial will accelerate those negotiations. Where do you predict this will go from here? I honestly, I have no idea. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the political engine of the Russian government trying to figure out what seems fair to them. I mean, there, there couldn't be couldn't be less comfort I have making any prediction than what's going to happen with this. I thought this would have been over by now. Uh, but over more, how, you mean? I, I mean, I just... I I didn't think that, that this would end up being the big deal that it was, but then once you get into the geopolitical, you know... Uh, past uh with with prisoner exchange and all of this to me the whole thing is just seems preposterous it seems like you know something that shouldn't happen in today's world but here it is it's been what how many months now that she's been there 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's got to be three or four, I guess. I think. I think it's even longer than that. But either way, it's just it's it's not something that I expected to go out this long. But then when they talk about the prisoners that they're offering up for exchange, it's it's a world that I'm very unfamiliar with. So I, I hope that it comes to a speedy resolution. But the other side of it is there's other U.S. prisoners that have been there in similar situations much longer than she has. Like so, that guy. Yeah, well, so as much as I'd like to see uh, Brittany Griner get home, uh, it sounds like there's a lot of other people that are, are already in conversation with. So, yeah, every time I see a lawyer or an expert talk about it, I just shake my head. I have no idea where this is going to go. That's one of my personal favorite tennis sound bites of all time. Serena Williams being accused of threatening to kill a lineswoman at the U.S. <laughs> Open for whiffing on a football call. Uh, announcing her plans to retire from tennis, the 23-time major winner said on Tuesday she's going to focus her life beyond sports, instead prioritizing being a mother, fashion maker, uh, venture capitalist, and much more. She's going to walk away from the game later this month after the U.S. Open. The next great U.S. tennis player will emerge how many years from now? Ooh, um, there's a couple. Coco Goff comes to mind. Uh, Sloane Stevens comes to mind. Uh, so the fact yeah. that I can name, hey, the fact that I can name. She's kind of old now. I understand. The fact that I can name two female oh. women's tennis players. The best men's tennis player in the U.S. is I have no idea. It will be at least a decade before we see a men of any relevance from the U.S., probably longer than that. So I will say it will be in the next few years, and uh, I, I'll be lucky if in my lifetime we see another great men's uh, U.S. men's tennis player. Probably won't. I know. That's... Let's be honest. It's because we're too busy playing football. Yeah. It's because we're too busy crushing heads. And snowboard. <laughs> and shredding. Shredding, bro. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes right here from the Rose City. Oh, fun local story. A 200-year-old tree exploding. What? Due to a heat wave. How about that? A 200-year-old tree. Yes. Exploding. Is it fracturing or is it actually exploding? Apparently, it legit just like... Now, you're probably thinking in your head like Wiley e. Coyote exploding. Sure, like yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, a mushroom cloud, the whole thing. A large portion of the tree just blew up. Yeah. How about that? Where's this at? 200 years old. Yeah. Well, listen, it had a good 30, life. 30,000 pounds. Had a good life. <laughs> well, that's a long time for any living, uh, you know, I was going to say creature, but any living thing. Trees have feelings. Yeah, oh, sure, sure they do. Have you ever have you ever uh, delved into uh, any of the reading about the uh, the network in which trees communicate through? Uh, What are they, tweet or something? <laughs> tweet? What are they, birds? Uh, no, within <laughs> within the root oh, system, man. you'll find these little two dad jokes back to back. <laughs> We're two dads, man. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. But hey, who's having a Pepsi? There's these little fibers <laughs> that scientists believe allow trees to communicate with one another. So if there's like if there something threatens the forest, yeah, 
They'll just sacrifice a couple trees and be like, boom, cut that one off. We're not talking to that tree anymore. That's why you'll see like one lone dead tree standing in a forest that's otherwise healthy. That's cutthroat. Man, they're wild. It's it, it, What we know about the uh, the nature of, of plant life on this planet is fairly limited. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry for this tree. Luckily, Oregon still has a couple left. So that doesn't concern you at all that like trees are exploding because of heat. Oh well, no! I listen. It's not ideal, but you don't sound concerned. Okay, global global warming is happening. Yes, can we agree on that? That uh, the the coastline of Greenland has been exposed for the first time in in written history. You know what's happening on the uh, on the eastern coast of Greenland right now? No. Michael Bloomberg, Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos have sent uh, billions of dollars uh, with ex, uh, with an exhibition up there to find the uh, the precious metals, the minerals, all of the things that we need oh, right. to accelerate the development of non-carbon energy. So as bad as it is, here, here's what I believe in, mm-hmm. Will, is I believe in human ingenuity is that we've put ourselves in a bad spot. I don't think anybody denies that, except for climate deniers. Uh, so a lot of people deny it now that I say it. But between you and I, I don't think you and I deny that we've put ourselves in a bad spot. But we have you have. We have unprecedented opportunities. I drive a Prius. That's, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think we've put ourselves in an opportunity where we have to go and solve a problem. That's what humans do. We're going to go and figure out a way to solve it. It will be unfortunate if sea levels rise to the point where we have to, you know, move away from the coastline. It will be very disappointing. It'll be sad to see things go, but guess what? Nothing lasts forever. Even that 200 year old tree. I'm sad for it momentarily. And I'm going to move on with my life and I'm going to be just fine. You know, I think too, that's, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, sad momentarily because I feel like, I feel like people, now I know what fake outrage is and I feel like people somehow forgot like what empathy is. Oh yeah. You know, like empathy is a very good mechanism to like not ruin your life to like view here or uh you know secondhand experience something that could be sad or tragic and put yourself in that person's shoes and say i could realize how bad that is but instead i feel like today everybody's just like no i was there it was me i was that tree i exploded (laughs) that was part of my heart i'm gonna glue myself to the (laughs) nba court this year Because that's made out of trees. Like, just like, what and are you I get doing? it. Yeah. And I get it. I get the doing? activism and everything, but I just feel like, I just feel like people are kind of forgetting about empathy. Yeah. You well, can feel bad about things and yeah. not ruin your life. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we decided all as a, just a city of Portland, deciding like, I don't like the way things are going, let's go back to be hunter gatherers. Guess Ooh. what? Guess what? We, we'd last a week. We were we were ruining the the planet in different ways. Uh, there's a uh, there's a, a uh, San Juan Island has a park called Lime Kiln Park. Uh, 
Hmm. And up in the San Juan Islands, we're, we're kayaking along. And the San Juan Islands are absolutely beautiful. But they're showing us from the from the west side of it, we're kayaking along it. And the guy points out, he's like, that's Lime Kiln Park. And they had this lime kiln there where they would burn like five cords of wood a day so that they could cure these stones before they put them on freighters and ship them around the world. So they're harvesting lime and they're using all of this wood to burn it. They, bur- they burned every tree on all of the San Juan Islands to cure these these stones that they were going and selling. So we could go back to that point in history where we just completely burnt down all the trees, but no, then we moved to coal, and then we moved to other things, and then we moved to fossil fuels. We, we're not going back to being hunter-gatherers because there's 2.5 million people that live in this city. If we all decided that we were going to forage, we'd be gone. <laughs> all the food would be gone that's available to us from nature in like a day. So we're not going backwards. We can only go forward. So yes, it's sad that we've kind of ruined the planet, but guess what? (laughs) We'll need to figure something out and we probably will. The idea that, that our kids are inheriting a worse world than we are. Yeah. Do you know how difficult it was when my kids got really antsy the other day and I had to hand them their phone so they could watch anything they wanted that was available in the entire media library that's ever been created, that they're in a better spot. You know what you did when, when you got antsy when I was a kid? Mm. You, got, you got a little backhand. Shut up. My kid's a hand on my phone. I'm like, here you go. We're in a pretty good spot. <laughs> what? I think that's more of a personal thing. But yeah, but you, what did you do when you were bored when you were a kid and you started really bugging your parents? Like, like I, I'm not it's saying. Outside, I, got, I guess. Well, yeah. But, like, yeah. it's pretty easy to entertain children right now. Like, I mean, our, you're right. If I had a phone like that back then. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have I'd probably just want the phone. Yeah, exactly. Just give me the damn phone. Yeah. You know what I want. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, the world's not so bad. Uh, you can either have a phone or five across the face. I pinned a story that I thought you might think uh, might make it to your favorite story that we'll need to talk about Ooh. an hour or two. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, we've got Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. has now been suspended for 80 games. Uh, we have the list, short list of colleges for one Bronny James. Oh, yes, dude. I'm a huge Brawny fan, by the way. Are you? Ooh. So we'll talk some Brawny. We'll talk some baseball. And we will talk uh, some non-sports. What I thought, for sure, if you saw the story, would have been your favorite story of the week. So uh, we'll do all that in hour two. Next, Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.